Hello, and welcome to another episode of Irreverent Aromatherapy. I'm Drop, also known as Amy Anthony from NYC Aromatica, based in New York City, and I'm with... Drip. My name is Becky. I'm owner of Blue Marble Botanicals in Wisconsin. Woohoo! And things are heating up in both the land of Wisconsin and New York. Thank God it's springtime. So speaking of that, which might have nothing to do with this part of the episode, Miss um, Drip, I'd love to know what is annoying you this week in the world of aromatherapy. Okay, so I have a um, social media shop, it's called, and I only put a couple products in there and I primarily do it so I can use them in stories and tag them. I learned how to do that now. It was a production <laughs> But um, <laughs> yeah, it's not my forte. Anyway, so today I decided to put our um, your hydrosol blend Lilith into my shop because you just sent me some yeah. and it's for sale in my shop, which is cool. Um, it's a <clears throat> hydrosol blend of clary sage and vitex half and half that you grew, you distilled and you made. So it's amazing. I love it. Everyone loves it. It's a beautiful feminine blend. Um, so I boasted in my Facebook shop when I posted Lilith in there, I boasted at how amazing it is, Lilith, how amazing it is at stopping dun, 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 <laughs> hot flashes. Guess what the happened? Tracks. Drum roll, please. And what happened? They declined my product in my shop. Because heaven forbid women have hot flashes. Like, how dare you put that and type it out and put it into the ether? I know. <laughs> well, I think, I think drop, I think it's because um, it's a medical claim, but hot, I just don't understand, I guess, how a hot flash is a medical claim because it's like, um, Okay, everyone at a point in their life, not everyone maybe, but most people are going to have a hot flash at some point. I mean, it's not like this big condition. You know? I know. Oh, wait. Do you want to even go down that road talking about women having conditions? Like when you see a list of right now with the COVID vaccination, like if you have this condition, like pregnancy, like how is that a, it's always like, it's like a thing. It's like, no, it's pregnancy, just like a hot flash. It's part of a, yeah the process of life. <laughs> I know, but you can't, but they call it a, you know, a medical claim, a condition, a disease. Yeah. It's like, come on, it stops hot flashes. Boom, done. I mean, I'm not going to lie about it. Look it and up. It stops it, hot flashes. We have evidence too. I have clients on my side that have worked with this, these botanicals. They're loving it. They are loving it. You have your experiences, like, we know it works. We have evidence but heaven forbid something um, is seen as a medical claim. And we can't as certified aromatherapists, right? Make da -da -dun, medical claims. claim. <laughs> yeah. So what I did was um, to skirt it, I deleted it out of my shop. I deleted it and put it back in my shop. And instead of writing hot flashes at the end, I wrote, Please view description and website for uses. <laughs> Yay! Can I, I just have to riff on this being like, you know how Lilith was seen as a bad woman? 
Yeah. Like, Ooh, this is why Becky has nothing to do with hot flashes and medical claims. It's Lilith, that that painted whore. Yes, that serpent. <laughs> a Ugh. threat. She's a threat. A threat She's to a the medical threat. industry. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, do we do we want to go here? Because I just opened a door. A threat to the medical industry. All herbs. You know, we can have some beautiful stuff that's pretty affordable, and you don't need to go to a medical doctor and pay your insurance company. And you can have some gorgeous botanicals to help you through your transitions you're going through. Do I even want to go further? No, I mean seriously. I keep that in my <clears throat> in my handbag. I keep a bottle of it in my handbag. I use it all the time and it works. It literally works. So why can't I tell people that? I mm -hmm. want to shout it to the top of the world and I can't tell people that because it's a medical claim. Medical claim. Do, 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 do. No you know, one, one way we can always. What? No talking about conditions. What condition my condition is in. Um, what was I just thinking? I noticed like, I don't know if it's on your website, but my website, I have way talked in the bottom of this is only for educational purposes, da, 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 da. And that's what we can say in our profession to get around medical claims is if it's educational. Yeah, yeah. I do that also. Um, <clears throat> I can't advertise that I do consultations. Oh, I can. Yeah. I can say I do private consultations, but that's all I can say. I can't be like, I do private consultations to help support your health. I can't say that. I have to just be like, I can do private consultations for you. Just message me. Yeah. If I mean, anybody's looking at that, they don't know what I'm talking about. It's tough. And then you have it on the potential client to take the effort to go through hoops and shoots and ladders to connect with you. I mean, I was Absolutely. trying to registering for my business name in New York state. I couldn't put anywhere in the description therapy, aromatherapist. You can't really, and they're like, you need to, you need different verbiage. Wow. Like, okay. Okay. Hmm. I don't know what I put on mine. I have no idea. I didn't actually do it. My attorney did it. Cause I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> It's a, you know, thank goodness you had your attorney help you out because it was a, not an eye opener for me, but it's like, okay, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Cause I'm not a registered licensed therapist of some sort. I mean, that's yeah. interesting for our folks listening to us. Jibber jabber is that <laughs> jibber jabber. <laughs> um, like uh, when you're working with an aromatherapist, someone can work with essential oils and call themselves an aromatherapist, but do they have the training? maybe not what school did they go to are they certified what you know it's it's a it's a thing to look into and consider with aromatherapy yeah oh. and you're not actually a clinical aromatherapist unless you're level two and above and most people are level one level one and i think the verbiage is changing and now it's a professional aromatherapist and i don't know if we can say clinical I think that verbiage oh. has changed. I don't know. I'm like, I'm something I have to look into, but it's like a real thing that we have to think about when we're talking with people like you in your shop, like you or me with, it's like you have to skirt around and you can't make medical claims. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a shame, but you know, 
Well, I beat that um, annoyance to death. So moving on, I'm just wondering, Drop, a.k.a. Amy, um, I'm wondering what a hot topic is for you today. I'll drip, but I, I do want to add that I helped you beat that last topic to death. So I'm <laughs> implicated in that. We put that so- in the ground. <laughs> drip eight you know six feet under is it uh so miss drip i today was a hot topic literally today i had a i met with a client we had an in-person consultation which has been a real treat to have one of those and not have a distanced or remote one and the crux of the message i want to share is that when when i'm with a client or when you're with a client I speak with them i want to understand their situation and as we're talking i have oils and i will present the oils I feel that should be presented to this individual. So I just don't be like, here's 50 oils, pick. That's my job. So I guide this person. And like what happens in every in-person consultation is after smelling one or two oils, you already see the energy change. And I had her smelling more oils than I normally would with, uh, with other people. She's a repeat client and we were taking a different approach. And uh, like halfway through, I was like, okay, we need to go outside. And we literally went outside. We went to one of my gardens and we pulled some chickweed out to talk about. She was might have it in her salad. You know, we were talking about chickweed, but we needed air. This is the whole point is two points. I needed her to smell the oils because if she hates them, she's not going to use them. I haven't, oh, so much happened during this consultation that I could share. And then that when you're smelling them, you need to have air circulation, make sure I had a fan running. Like it was a real deal. And I felt depleted after the session. I was heady and I knew I needed fresh air and I needed water. So I'm going to, I'm going to turn it over to you, Miss Drip. Yeah. Um, you know, I firmly, I firmly agree with you on that you know, safety, that's why safety is such a big deal and why we need to use things in moderation. Um, and that'd be using uh, essential oils as a lifestyle, right? You know, dumping them all over us and pouring them everywhere and, you know, whatever, you know, over diffusing, um, I'm going to say the blend name thieves that so many people use and, you know, over diffuse that then come in and complain about a runny nose. Well, of course you have a runny nose, you know, you're so right on that. It's, it's a thing. I mean, and this, this is interesting because it, it happened and we were smelling the oils from the bottle and not even on scent strips and I'd put the tops back on, but just by smelling over a few minutes, a couple whiffs is enough to have impact. And it's, it's, it's almost nauseating at times. And in, in my sessions, I really enjoy giving people foot baths and diffusing part of their blend. If I can, I'll like put a blend together quickly of the oils we pulled. And we decided not to do that because we were so overwhelmed. So she had rose petals. I did a rose infusion and a little bit of calendula hydrosol in a huge foot bath. And we were like, this is enough. I, I just couldn't give her more oils. It, it, it was That's really smart. Yeah, but it's like, it's impactful. I wish, you know, I can't for privacy, but to actually see a consultation happen and see like how little is needed and how impactful it is to make you maybe feel sick or nauseous or et cetera, et cetera, is, is palpable. I love that word. It really is. And, you know, even working, crafting my own products in my shop or my own blends or anything like that, 
if you spill a little bit of it, like on your, on your sleeve, I, I spilled, I spilled uh rose geranium. Oh, I spilled geranium. And I don't know if any of you have ever experienced geranium, but it is so sweet. It's a beautiful oil. Great for your skin. I mean, it's pretty, it's nice, but don't use more than one drop in your blend. Your full, you know, 15 mil bottle, 10 mil, 10 mil bottle, you might use one or two drops, but I spilled that on my sleeve and a little on my pants. And I was just disgusted for the rest of the day. Becky, I just have, I wrote down next to me because I'm a person that thinks and writes notes. Like I just wrote down tenacious. That's rose geranium to me. Like that aroma is, has tenacity. Yeah, it really does. It really does. And (laughs) a little bit, it's like you said, throw a drop, you know, throw a drop and one blend and that's all you need because too much of it. Yeah, it's serious. I mean, dilution is so important um, that, I mean, this is a huge topic. I think we'll be revisiting it almost every episode because I think it's come up in the other episodes in some fashion it will. Um, So I don't know if we, if we, we beat this or is it buried in the ground? I think, I don't think it's buried in the ground. I think we could go on about this, like you said, for episodes, but I feel like, um, I feel like it's just important for people to know that, okay, when we talk about safety of essential oils, you can't say essential oils are dangerous and go over the top with the safety thing too, where, you know, I mean, some people are absolutely having panic attacks about it, but you you have to take that moderation thing definitely to heart. I wholeheartedly agree with you. It's becoming educated yourself, seeking out um, education or an aromatherapist to help guide you and blend for you. Um, And knowing when and how to dilute and give uh, protocols. This is something I discussed with my client. It was when and how to use this. And it's not just as needed. Sometimes I do quote prescribe that to people if it's like a mood mist, but generally Mm -hmm. it's like, if it's topically, I'm telling you use for two weeks, take two days off. Or sometimes it'll be like use three weeks, take a week off. And then maybe we won't need that blend anymore. So it's actually having really mindful protocols that I don't think is really discussed with when you go to Walgreens and you pick up your bottle of uh, lavender. (laughs) I'm just cringing because, you know, when you go to like Bed Bath & Beyond and you see the display, you're just like, no, no. <laughs> Strike me down. I'm sorry. Anyway. You know, <clears throat> I don't mind lavender, but it's overdone. Oh, I was just saying lavender because it's one, it was one of the friends you'll find in, in a place that you oh. normally wouldn't expect to find. You know, the gateway, the That's... gateway to aromatherapy. Yes. Those are gateways to aromatherapy, like Walgreens and what are they called? What's that other drugstore called? Oh, CVS. I don't know. CVS. Yeah. Gateways to aromatherapy. Target. Well, yeah, the gateways, Target. <laughs> and then you have the gateway drugs, I call them, of lavender, eucalyptus, lemon, rosemary. <laughs> gateway we, this, That's awesome. We, we have called ourselves irreverent aromatherapy for a reason. Yep, it's true. 
I'm all for it. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I think I think that one's beat to death, pretty much. Good, because I'm excited to get onto a positive topic and ask you Ooh. what's on your radar, Miss Drip. Ooh, thanks for asking, what's on Drop. Your radar? <laughs> um, so I have a blend that I've I call Magnolia, <clears throat> and I love it. It's it's just this time of year, spring, you know. I, I actually um, have this huge vase in the middle of my shop and I got a bunch of magnolia flowers and put them in there. And a magnolia is one of the first tree blossoms to bloom in the spring and they bloom before there's even leaves on the tree. It's gorgeous. And there's these gorgeous flowers and they smell so fragrant and just so spring. And so I'm obsessed with this uh, magnolia oil that I've been using. Apparently, it's really good for um, the skin and, you know, calming all that in- anti-inflammatory stuff. Lots of multi-purpose, as are all plants. Yeah. I was thinking about something you said, and like energetically speaking about the plant, how the flowers come before everything else. And I just want to revel in that a little bit, maybe even after our episode, just to think how energetically that is, like the blossoming from the barren um, twig and the barren winter and out comes this beautiful flower. Like, Mm -hmm. wow, that has like a lot of implications for blending and for emotional blending. It really does. And I I know you're very similar to me in that um, aspect is I feel like our bodies need the seasonal ingredients. So this time of year, I mean, what's more uplifting than using ingredients that are flower-based and spring-based and the things that come up at this time of year? Yeah, I wholeheartedly Yeah. Yeah. Just going with the flow and yeah, being inspired by what's around you, just like you're working on your shop and your, your window display. You're not looking to bring up Halloween, right? You're, you're being inspired by blossoms and light and insects and so many beautiful things that we all missed a lot during the winter. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you know, that's the thing is, is, I mean, before people humans lived in houses and before you know when people lived outside I mean they could only be resourceful with the things of that season so why would we have changed why would our bodies have changed for needing those seasonal ingredients yeah I mean I that's just reminding me of when we've talked recently about like the topical oils that the nut and seed oils like if you're from the person I was working with today, she's from the the equatorial area of the world. Her skin can totally rock some of those really heavy butters. And I'm like, good for you, because mine can't. And like mm-hmm. what you're saying, it's like, where are you from? What is your body used to? What's your DNA? Well, we should be le- living seasonally as well. And why not with aromatherapy? Right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I love, I love that magnolia and I, <clears throat> it's like this very sweet, um, florally smell 
but behind it is almost this little like spicy bit to it and then fruity. It's just Ooh. the coolest. It's just, it's, it's, it's an oil of all of its own. It's just, there's no other way to describe it except magnolia. <laughs> Not like steel magnolias. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. I love that. I, um, I don't, as you know, I don't know Magnolia. It's a strange oil to me, a stranger, as you call them. And it's someone I, I'd love to meet one day and maybe have just in my my portfolio to reference and smell and get to know before I would introduce it to somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. What, what oil are you working with? Um, it's something I, I want to, thanks for asking. I'm working on a blend right now because we're, I'm thinking about spring and cleansing. And one thing that came to mind, this is um, we're coming into the time of grass and lemongrass mm-hmm. and palmarosa are on my radar. But in the realm, like of what you're saying just before, lemongrass is so over cleansing. And I felt like I needed to t- t- temper her down a bit. Even the grass cuts you when you work with it, it cuts you. So I was like, it's a little too cleansing and I wanted to soften her a little bit. And yes, I'm giving her it a gender. Um, But why am I bringing this up? It's like cleansing doesn't always mean good. We could have like a 50 minute episode about cleansing, but less is more. And if you work with lemongrass, it's, it's a real skin irritant. Even when I smell it, I'm asthmatic. It starts to really irritate me. So I thought, you know, if I blend it down, like you were saying, I can have one drop of lemongrass in a blend and it's, it does what it needs to do. Right. So right. that's on my radar. That's really, that's a, that sounds like a good blend. Cause I mean, in my opinion, when I picked up Palmarosa the other day, I smelled it and I thought, this smells like lemongrass. So they're very similar. It's just mm-hmm. Palmarosa is a lot more milder. It's like yes. a mild version. They're just yeah, pretty um, though. Totally. Totally. And it's fun to blend. I mean, that's part of the the beauty of being an aromatherapist is blending. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. And, it's so fun. And uh, I have to be cheesy and be, it's like, you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them and know when to walk away and know when to run. That's like blending and referencing a Kenny you Rogers song. Your <laughs> money when you sit in table i took it to another level sorry i love that you did but when do i want to use lemongrass and work with it and if i do how do i do it and i have to be really mindful so that's that's just something that i guess we spend our days thinking of right drip yeah how 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 drop how when do you use lemongrass i i want to know because um i don't touch it very often because of its it can be irritating. So, I, I mean, I don't touch it very often. So what are you using it for? Um, so you you can see me because we're together, but I have fresh lemongrass in front of me, well, dried. As a tea, I love using the hydrosol. I love using or working with the expired oils in cleaning products. But like, nice. um, I don't, like you, I do not find myself called to it even ever with clients. It is very potent. I think to cook with the, the fresh herb or dried herb. And then like with this blend that I have Manuka in there, I have Palmarosa and um, I won't share my secrets with anyone else. I, I won't tell you the mm-hmm. other oils. I'll tell you right. in private, but I'm mm-hmm. blending it down. Like, cause like you're saying, it's just a little too much. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, like what, what made you decide to add lemongrass to the blend? Just oh, being so spring to be, to be clarifying. Yes. The, um, to, the spring <laughs> cleansing, it's a grass, it's a great cleanser. Even it helps digest the, the food itself helps us digest fats when you eat the herb itself. So it's a real great cleanser and helps the, um, ailmentary organs, but yeah, cleansing. Beautiful. That's, that's why I wanted it. I love but that. I love it. I love it too. I love hearing about Magnolia. Yeah. I was talking about Magnolia on our last episode too. Yeah. That sounds familiar. I'm obsessed. Yeah. But it's, it's good to have an obsession and like rock it and ride it out. And then, then the seasons change, right? Yep. Move on. Move on. Mm -hmm. Speaking yeah. of that, should we move on? Yeah, I, I think, I think we should. I think we pretty much covered everything today. I love it. I you love spending too. time with you, Drip. I love spending time with you, Drop. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So, I guess I'm like so less radio than you. Would you mind taking it away? I'm going to take it away. Hey, thanks for joining us this week for our third episode of Irreverent Aromatherapy featuring Drip and Drop. We hope you tune again next week for some new topics regarding aromatherapy. Thanks for joining us. Have Thank a great you. Week. Have a great week signing off. <laughs> <laughs>